Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Go Forth program. I'm excited to have with us today Hannah Dragonis, all the way in Denver, Colorado, a focused missionary. Hello, Hannah. Hi, Ben. How are you? <laughs> so good seeing you. Can you please first open us up with a word of prayer? Sure, I'd love to. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for this day. Um, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Scripture, your word, um, that it is ever present, ever new, um, and alive and well. Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to be with you and to be drawn back to your sacred heart. Lord, I pray that you would continue to work in our lives. Um, Jesus, touch us each day in a new way and bring us deeper to you, to who you are, through your word. Lord, I entrust uh, all of this time to you um, and everything we can know about you back into your precious care. We pray all of this in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Hannah. FOCUS stands for Fellowship of Catholic University Students. So it's a program where missionaries work with college students to help develop their faith, them grow in the Lord, and eventually become very active members of the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. And I want the listeners to know, you're a convert to the faith. You <laughs> entered the faith during college. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So. I was baptized Catholic when I was a kid. My grandmother on my dad's side was a Polish Catholic. So I think the JPTs and the St. Faustinas of the world, they get what they want and no one's getting in their way. And my my bubshi, my grandmother, wanted us all to be baptized Catholic. So we were, but after that, it was up to our parents if we were going to go to church or not. And so my parents decided that we weren't going to. And so my faith journey stopped there for the next 19 years. And it wasn't until... I went to high school that I was reintroduced to Catholicism for the first time. I went to a private high school in the area. The Catholic school was kind of the private education for the right price. And so that's how I ended up there. And when it came time to go to college, I graduated and I was like, I learned a bunch of history and a bunch of rules in high school and I can't wait to never have to go to mass again. And so I went off to college at the University of Vermont and I was sailing in in the fall and the spring on the sailing team and I was skiing on the club ski team in the winters. I thought I would never look back, but when around Christmas time rolled around, I ended up joining a sorority, getting involved in the Greek system and meeting a friend named Catherine, and she invited me to go to a Focus Greek Bible study with her. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm totally baptized Catholic. I just did four years of Catholic high school. I can absolutely knock it out of the park in a Focus Greek Bible study. And so I went and they were like, what was your God moment today? And I was like, what does that even mean? It's like, I have no idea what that is. But something about that, the conversation was just incredible. It was the most authentic, the most real conversation I had had in those first six months of my time at college. And so it was through that Bible study that I got to know the girls and they invited me to go to adoration with them. And that really was the first time that I encountered the Lord in the Eucharist was in adoration. And I had no idea what I was walking into. And they had a little pamphlet outside that said what to do in Eucharistic adoration. And for an hour, I just read the thing front to back, flipped it over, started again, read the thing front to back, flipped it over, read it again. 
But somewhere in the middle of frantically reading this pamphlet about what to do in adoration, I remember looking up and seeing the monstrance and being hit with an overwhelming sense of, I don't know what this is, but it must be authentic love. This must be what people talk about when they mean God is love. And it, it was there in experiencing um, the love of the Lord and his His gaze in Eucharistic adoration for the first time that my heart was opened to the idea that this could be real and this could be a God that has made me and knows me and loves me more than anything. And so that was really how I got my start in the Catholic Church my freshman year of college. And then when I was a sophomore, I did RCIA and entered into full communion with the Catholic Church. I received my first Holy Communion and my confirmation that spring in 2015. What an incredible journey. And we haven't even started the mission field yet. <laughs> okay. Wow. So the Lord had a plan for you and you you seized it. Totally. Wonderful. And then after going through RCA, then you went on a mission trip to Denver, where you are now, ironically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after I became Catholic, that sophomore year of college, the same missionary that I was in Bible study with, she invited me to go on a mission trip with her to Denver, Colorado, to work with an organization called Christ in the City and to serve the homeless. And that same friend was also going. And so that was kind of how I got really interested in it. But it was about eight days out in Denver and we would do street walks with this organization and encounter the love of the Lord and the poor and in the homeless and encounter Jesus in the distressing disguise of the poor. And in addition to that, we were going to Mass every day. We were praying at least an hour every day in silent prayer, praying together every day and having just really good conversations. So that was my first experience of a mission trip. I did uh, another one the year after that to Mexico City and have done a number since then. But yes, that was my first experience of it was in Denver. Well, you went from RCIA to the mission field. Yes. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, too, felt a calling for focused missionary. So mm-hmm. can you share a little bit about how you came upon that particular missionary field for you? Yes, absolutely. So my, my experience with focus came mostly from my time in college. And I worked closely with a missionary um, named Rachel for about three years. And part of that was being in Bible study. Part of that was leading Bible study. But I also had a lot of experience with the mission field through serving the poor, serving the homeless in Denver, and then serving the poorest of the poor in Mexico City, um, working with another organization called Hope of the Poor. But it was really the summer right before my senior year that kind of changed everything for me. I had studied psychology in my undergrad because I wanted to help people understand themselves better, but also experience the rawness of humanity. I just have always been very attracted to the reality of a person and their rawness in in their humanity. And so that drew me into the psychology field. And it lines up nicely with serving the poor because all of the walls are just down. The poor, they're so beautiful. They just have way fewer defenses and they're not trying to put up a a facade sometimes the way that uh, we can easily fall into. And so my summer before my senior year of college, I did a 10-week internship with Christ in the City, and I loved it. I got to know so many more people and just really established some very beautiful friendships with the homeless in Denver. And it was in talking to my friend Ron, who 
he now is housed, but at the time he was living on the street still. And he was sharing with me his journey. And Ron always swore he would never become Catholic. And so we would always give him an, uh, a hard time about that. I was getting ready to leave for the summer and I was kind of poking at him. And I was like, oh yeah, Ron, like you won't do it. You won't do it. And he was like, well, yeah, I don't know, maybe. And we are like, okay. And we were saying bye. And I was like, okay, Ron, I'll, I'll see you at some point. I don't know, you know, when the Lord will bring us back together. And he was like, well, I'll see you again. Uh, I'm going to become Catholic this year. So if you want to come back over Easter to see me enter the church, you can do that if you want. And I was like, I was just blown away. I was like, you've said for two years that you would not do that. You wouldn't become Catholic. What do you mean you're going to do it? And he was like, well, yeah, out here in Denver, there's so many organizations giving out things. They're giving out sandwiches. It's so easy in Denver to find three meals a day, or they're giving out toothbrushes or pillows or blankets or whatever. And he was like, but you guys don't just stop at the material need. You serve the spiritual need. You actually care about our soul and care about our eternity. And to just hear him put it so simply as that of, you don't just stop at the material, you care about my eternity. It reframed what I was doing with my psychology degree. That's something I wanted to study to serve people in their earthly lives. But what I want to do for the rest of my life actually has to serve their eternal life as well. So that got me really attracted into the the missionary field, particularly with focus. That came from a lot of prayer with 2 Timothy 2, verse 2. In short form, it's teaching teachers to teach. And just in praying a lot about that, I always wanted to work with college students and I always wanted to form the next teachers that would then go out and evangelize or then go out and be the missionaries themselves. So that was really what drew me to focus was the, the idea of receiving a student in their poverty, getting to walk with them, watching the transformation in Christ, and then sending them out to do the same for somebody else. So God was working on you that whole time. He was really forming you mm-hmm. and developing you from RCA to mission field to eventually the mission field of working with college students. Uh-huh. Please tell us your experiences as you began serving as a Focus missionary. Sure. So I joined Focus right out of college. Um, I graduated the University of Vermont in 2017, um, and I went right to our new staff training with Focus, where we all gather for about four or five weeks and learn everything from human and spiritual formation, how to pray a holy hour, what it means to live with virtue, to how to fundraise, how to support raise our missionary budget and how to lead Bible studies, how to walk in discipleship with people. And then my first um, assignment as a focus missionary was to George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. And I served and lived there for my first two years. And then I did the next three years as the team director at the University of Maryland in College Park. And now I am a regional director with Focus, and I live out in Denver and serve seven of our schools in the southeast area of the country. So those first two years at George Mason, I had never been to Virginia before. I'm from Boston, and so it was so far away to move all the way down towards D.C. But I absolutely loved them. I made some of the best friends that I have during those two years. And specifically, Focus has a couple different subsets. And so I did a lot of work with our students in Greek life and then our students in athletics and had a Bible study for students and got to see an incredible development of young women giving their lives to the Lord and 
and then going out to lead Bible studies themselves and to invite their friends into that. And during my time at Mason, I got to see a handful of those women join staff with Focus and give their two or three years to, to the Lord in that way as well. And then in my time at the University of Maryland, I served as the team director. And so I got to lead a team of four missionaries and work closely with our chaplain during my time there. And now I serve as a regional director, like I said, and so I oversee seven campuses in the South area, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida, and I work with those team directors, chaplains, and missionaries. When do you have time to eat? Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. You're, you're so busy, but but you're loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and you get to an experience where you you get to change people's lives, especially college students who might be lost. Yes, absolutely. It really is the most incredible thing to receive a young woman in Bible study for the first time in September and just watch the transformation that she goes through over the course of the one or two or three years, however long we're able to be with them. A true missionary experience. This reminds me of the the gospel passage this, this coming Sunday, which involves Matthew 11. Could you please share about how that gospel passage magnifies your missionary work? Yeah, absolutely. So if I could just expand that passage a little bit. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I really love this passage because I think it's so easy to read that and think, oh, if I'm supposed to be doing it, then it will be easy, or I won't actually have to do any of the work because God will just do it all for me. But I don't think that that is quite what he means here, especially using some of those words like, I am meek and humble of heart, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. All of these things, when we're encountering something that is difficult or we're feeling labored and heavy laden, the Lord doesn't want to just fix all of our problems for us. He doesn't just want to make suffering go away. Jesus uses our suffering to draw us deeper into himself. And so getting to read that, it does remind me of this idea of having peace that surpasses all human understanding and is something that when we entrust the burdens to the Lord, he will make them easy to bear. That's kind of where we get this idea of joy from. It's not that joy is the absence of sadness, but all of a sudden our suffering has meaning. And so when we get to learn from the Lord and our suffering, we get to imitate him and give purpose to our burdens or to our work. And it's in finding that purpose and that uniting with Christ that we're able to find rest in him. So what you're sharing is a realization, hey, we have to cast our burdens towards him, but mm-hmm. still work at it, but take joy in mm-hmm. the work. And in your case, it's been so worth it. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. <laughs> absolutely. I don't think that anybody would argue that the life of a focused missionary is an easy one. We have the long days and we're post-grads, so we're a little older than the college student, but we tend to live a little closer to the college student's schedule than I think a lot of us would like. But it just comes down to those nights when It's 10 or 11 p.m. on like a Tuesday after Bible study and and you're still talking for two hours about what you had just read in Bible study and you're watching walls come down and you're watching women encounter the Lord in a new way through his presence. And it's those nights when 
uh, yeah, I'm thinking of very specific times that I had women come to me just in tears, like, will you please just pray with me in the chapel right now? I need an experience of the Lord. And that is burdensome. That is still laborious, but there's a rest in it because we get to entrust the healing and we get to entrust the process to Jesus and know that he will bless our efforts in those moments. So aligned with the gospel message that here you are working with individuals. And in your case, again, a clarification too, for the focus missionaries, the the female focus missionaries usually work with the female students, but you see their burdens mm-hmm. and you just share with them that, hey, here's Christ. Mm-hmm. Hey, he'll take your burdens. He'll help you out. And even though you're exhausted, <laughs> right? You're, you're like, oh, this is so worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the hardest parts of being a focus missionary. It's one of my favorite parts of being a focus missionary is to get to encounter somebody and to see their burdens and to know in my humanity, I cannot actually do anything about this. But in my Catholicism, I know someone who can, and I want to direct you to that person. And it's very, it's so incredible to get to have that experience of just opening the door between our Lord and another person and watching them walk through it and seeing what Jesus wants to do in their life with those those burdens and those trials. It's transforming effect is amazing every single time you get to work with the young ladies. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So before I let you go, is there anything you want to share to our listening audience about focus missionaries or becoming a missionary? Yeah, I believe it was a John Paul II quote, life with Christ is a wonderful adventure. And it's kind of cliche, but it speaks so beautifully to the focused lifestyle. We always will kind of joke, like, just say yes to the adventure. You get to go live somewhere that you never thought you would live and meet people that you have no other reason to meet than the fact that Jesus has given them to you and given you to them. And so there's any reason to do something wild or, or like, Jesus, I am looking for adventure. What do you want from me? The opportunity and the invitation to go back to the college campus to share the gospel day in and day out, invite people into deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and for some people, let them know that there's a possibility of heaven for the first time. I think that has been something that has opened my eyes again and again. During my time with Focus, I've done about eight mission trips to international countries into Denver over the past seven or eight years. And each one is unique and beautiful in its own way. But throughout most of them, I've encountered people that thought that the Lord was not real or that what was written in the Bible was fake or a lie or a story or whatever it was that they had been told. And so I've had the opportunity of telling people for the very first time, Jesus is real and he wants a relationship with you. And it makes sense in in foreign countries, but I've had that experience on the college campus as well of meeting somebody that says, why did you stop and talk to me? Why why did you care enough to introduce me to Jesus? Why, does, why do I matter to you? Um, and it is just the most beautiful thing in the whole world to get to remind somebody of their dignity and of their worth, but more importantly, of the one who dignifies them and who has created them with worth. So what you're sharing, the beauty of, of the mission field is you get to bring Christ's love towards others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you've had that experience over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I want to share with the viewers also, you can look up focus 
missionaries online to look up Focus, again, Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And they have a listing of all the Focus missionaries on the different college campuses. For my particular family, we only chose colleges that had Focus missionaries. It's like a life jacket for college students, right? They get to go to the Catholic University centers and get to meet a Focus missionary and build a relationship with them. And the beauty of the Focus missionaries is you get to share God's love and introduce for many Jesus Christ for the first time. Absolutely. Yeah, it is really beautiful. I think uh, a hallmark of Focus is kind of the personal accompaniment piece that we get to have. So at Focus, we we teach an idea of spiritual multiplication, um, and we, we model that after what Jesus did in Scripture and how he had 12 apostles, but he walked really closely with three of them, Peter, James, and John. And those three walked really closely with three more, and that's kind of how we get to the 12. And so we take that play right out of the book of Jesus and do that as well. So when a missionary hits campus, we walk very closely with a few students and empower them and teach them how to go out and walk closely with a few students of their own. And so oftentimes one of the best gifts we can offer our students is they're not alone in this world and they're not alone in their walk um, with the Lord either. And so we're often seeing groups of students going to mass together, going to pray together, going on, on mission trips and to seek and to confession together and and these Catholic things. And then they're also taking classes together and living together. And so it's really incredible just to see this beautiful community that it creates. And particularly within Focus, the call to be missionary is entrusted to every single Catholic. And so we always want to stay open to life and outward facing and drawing new people into our communities and into the fold. And so that's a really beautiful element of it as well. It's, it's so fun to watch a student like come to know what they have received and want to give that to somebody else so quickly. So highly recommend going to a college with a focus team at it. Thank you. Yes. And and what you shared is so neat because you're a focus missionary and suddenly you're helping others to become focus missionaries mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or to serve the church and this journey as we spread the good news. They jump on it and react. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Hannah Dragonas, for sharing with us about the Focus Missionary Program. And again, you can always look up the Focus Missionary Programs as well as see pictures and show notes of Hannah in action as a Focus Missionary. Hannah, thank you so much for your time, and may you continue to be blessed in your missionary work. Thank you very much, Ben. Paul, go forth and spread the good news. Go Forth is a service of the United States Catholic Mission Association, funded in part by the Catholic Communications Campaign. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite listening platform. We'd love to earn five stars from you, so be sure to leave a review. Visit uscatholicmission.org forward slash go forth for scripture commentaries, show notes, and Mission Cafe details. Check out the show notes for pictures and links about our witnesses' mission. Our music is Go Out, Go Out by Curtis Stefan, used by license with OCP. Wherever you live and whatever you do, God has a mission just for you. 
Come back next week to meet another missionary disciple sharing God's love through their life and witness. Amen. Steadfast is his kindness.